Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we are able to be together in prayer this morning. This is Tuesday, and we're in the third week of the Easter season. Easter is not just one day, but a season made up of a week of weeks. This week, we continue our reading from the Acts of the Apostles and witness what the Apostles did, filled and led by the Holy Spirit, in the amazing first decades of the Church. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories, insights, or questions that might arise this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all the days of our lives. Bless be the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Acts, chapter 8. Now Saul was giving his consent to Stephen's death. That very day, a great persecution was started against the church in Jerusalem. Everyone except the apostles was scattered through the lands of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and made a great lamentation over him. But Saul was doing great damage to the church by going from one house to another, dragging off men and women and throwing them into prison. Those who were scattered went all over the place announcing the word. Philip went off to a town in Samaria and announced the Messiah to them. The crowds, acting as one, clung to what Philip was saying, as they heard him and saw signs he performed. For unclean spirits came out of many of them, and several who were paralyzed or lame were cured. So there was great joy in that town. But there was a man named Simon, who had lived in the town for some while and who practiced magic. He used to astonish the Samaritan people, giving out that he was some kind of a great personage. Everyone, small and great alike, paid attention to him and said, This man is the one called God's great power. They had been under his spell for some time, since they were amazed at the magic he could perform. But when they believed Philip, as he was announcing to them the message about God's kingdom in the name of Jesus the Messiah, they were baptized, men and women alike. 
Simon, too, believed and was baptized, paying close attention to Philip. When he saw signs and great and powerful deeds, it was his turn to be astonished. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had also received God's word, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them, asking that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Since up to that point, the Spirit had come upon none of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. Give me this power too, he said, so that anyone I lay my hands upon will receive the Holy Spirit. You and your silver belong in hell, retorted Peter. Did you really think that God's gift could be bought with money? You have no part or share in this word. Your heart is not straight before God. So repent from this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive the scheme you had in your heart. I can see that you are still stuck in the bitter poison and chains of unrighteousness. Pray to the Lord for me, said Simon in reply, that none of what you said will happen to me. After Peter and John finished bearing witness and speaking the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, announcing the good news to many Samaritan villages. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Get up and go south, he said. Go to the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he got up and he went, and lo and behold, there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, the queen of Ethiopia, who was in charge of her whole treasurer. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was on his way back home. He was sitting in his chariot reading the prophet Isaiah. Go up and join his chariot, said the spirit to Philip. So Philip ran up and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Do you understand what you're reading, he asked. How can I, he replied, unless someone gives me some help. So he invited Philip to get up and sit beside him. The biblical passage he was reading was this one. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb is silent before its shearers. So he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, judgment was taken away from him. Who can explain his generation? For his life was taken away from the earth. Tell me, said the eunuch to Philip, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip took a deep breath, and starting from this biblical passage, told him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water. Look, said the eunuch, here is some water. What's to stop me being baptized? So he gave orders for the chariot to stop, and both of them went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch together, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch didn't see him anymore, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, turned up at Azotus. He went through all the towns, announcing the good news, until he came to Caesarea. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And just like that, the Jerusalem church is broken apart, scattered. It had been, up to this point, a vision of unity, fellowship, and community in Christ Jesus. Now the persecution Saul unleashed has scattered the fellowship out into the surrounding regions. But that scattering that is taking place this time is different from the scattering of the disciples on the night of Jesus' arrest. Remember how we noticed in Acts 
that we have to remember that the, the Holy Spirit is the main character. While Saul might be persecuting the church, the Holy Spirit is at work through that persecution to spread the gospel. Jesus' people flee persecution. Their flight, however, is also driven by the Holy Spirit. It is as if the Spirit were flinging seed into the soil of the surrounding region of Judea and Samaria, and each disciple, each baptized member of the community, carries around within him the seed of God's word in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where that disciple lands, the word then breaks forth, and the Spirit brings forth faith and fruit. Or, think of it like this. For the past 16 months, we have witnessed a virus spread around the world as people have carried it into every corner of the globe and passed it along, bringing death and disrupting lives wherever it goes. Here in Acts 8, we witness the start of the spread of the word about Jesus, and it might be helpful to remember the many times Jesus compared the kingdom of God to a seed, something that grows within us, and then produces fruit. Fruit with seeds in it, so that when it's scattered again, it spreads and grows. For those with eyes to see and ears to hear, as Jesus says, what looks like persecution in the breaking up of the Jerusalem community becomes the coming of the good news of God's kingdom and rule to the nations, beginning with the Samaritans, but not contained within the borders of ancient Israel. Philip baptizes an official from the court of the Queen of Ethiopia, and he too will soon take that good news back to his people, where it will spread among them too. This time, though, what is being spread is the word of life, the word that gives health and healing and wholeness, that draws the world together under Jesus and brings an eternal life. It seems strange to think like this, After all, we've spent the past year doing everything within our power to prevent our fellowship from becoming super-spreaders of the coronavirus. Now, the Holy Spirit wants us to picture ourselves as a highly contagious carrier of the good news of Jesus Christ, of the life that God gives to the world. The kingdom of God is within us, Jesus once said. I wonder who might catch it from us today and have their whole life turned upside down and changed, their life renewed and transformed, now in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for signs of new life breaking out all around us. We thank you for the new creation in Christ and for all of the gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationships with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the sick and the bereaved. For who else, or for what else, shall we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day, Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be contagious with the gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God.